Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, and welcome to CAG Radio, presented by CAG Media, an affiliate of Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. CAG Media has two purposes. First is to share art business ideas, and secondly, to introduce artists to the buying public. You can listen to previously recorded shows on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio by typing in CAG Media. Or you can visit our website at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and just click on the Media tab. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is always looking for exceptional new artists. And if this describes you, visit us online to learn how to submit your artwork for consideration. If you are interested in purchasing art, please visit us online at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. You are listening to our ongoing series, The Business of Art, with artist and poet Sharon Bell Hawkshaw. Each week, Sharon explores the business aspects behind the beautiful artwork that artists create and ultimately sell. And now, here she is, Sharon Bell Hawkshaw. Good morning. My name is Sharon Bell Hawkshaw, and this is The Business of Art. This morning, we're going to be discussing understanding the art collector. So let's get started. Now that you're regularly producing art and getting good exposure, the next step in increasing your sales is to understand the collector mentality and play to it. This may sound distasteful and like pure marketing, but it is. Most experienced collectors require certain assurances that they're spending their money wisely. Nobody likes to waste money, and as a result, much of the art business is structured in such a way that evidence can be presented to collectors that they are getting good value when they buy art. As an artist, you know what your art means on a personal level, and you can certainly convey that to people. But if someone asks, can you also make a good case for your selling prices? Explaining why your art has value from a monetary standpoint is an essential part of convincing buyers that your art is okay to own, especially when they're on the fence, not that familiar with your work, or just are beginning to purchase art. Many buyers need assurances because they often don't know that much about art. They're unsure or insecure and want concrete facts about your work that they can understand. Some people, of course, buy art on the spur of the moment and according to whatever strikes their fancy, but they're in the minority. Ultimately, you need to demonstrate somehow that your art has value. One way you can do this is by keeping good records and documenting your practices and your art. In order to convey the impression that you're a serious artist, you must be able to produce tangible evidence of your accomplishments that anyone can see, read, and understand. The following suggestions will help you accomplish these objectives. Join recognized artist organizations and get yourself listed on their membership rosters. Either self-publish or have an art dealer or gallery that represents you publish a catalog of your work that's at least 12 pages long. Whenever possible, get your art pictured or featured on websites, get listed in exhibit catalogs and newsletters from art associations, juried shows, non-juried shows, local and regional and statewide shows. Get your work reviewed. 
get coverage both online and in hard copy publications. Even a one-sentence mention in a small article on a local website is good. Apply for listings or entries in major biographical dictionaries like Who's Who in America Art or New American Painting. Only apply to publications that accept applicants on the basis of merit and do not charge for listings. Directories that charge for listings are often vanity publications, not well distributed, not taken seriously by collectors, and ultimately waste your money. Your goal is to accrue tangible third-party proof that confirms you are a dedicated artist, a resume that shows you are active, productive, exhibiting, and getting noticed. You want to take that proof and place it into the hands of anyone who is thinking about buying your art. Telling it is not nearly as effective as showing it. So bulk up that list of accomplishments. It's validation from the outside world that you are who you say you are. Documenting your career accomplishments means documenting every significant piece of your art. You do the writing here. Itemizing a work of art includes facts like dimensions, medium, date of creation, what inspired you to create it, what it signifies, represents, and of course, an image of the finished piece. A descriptive paragraph or two accompanied by an image or two of the work when it was in progress should do it. Collectors love this kind of stuff. Include this information with the art when you sell it and keep it for yourself as well. This is similar to the salesperson at the men's clothing store telling you that if you buy the suit, he'll throw in a tie. People always appreciate a little something extra and unexpected. This modest effort on your behalf provides them with something special, something personal, and something tangible that helps them understand what they've just purchased. Not only can they share your art with their friends and acquaintances, but they can also speak about it from an informed, educated standpoint yours. This is almost like having advocates and salespeople working on your behalf and saying exactly what you want them to say about your art. As for more personal documentation, regularly record your artistic progress somewhere on an updates page on your website, in a journal, in a blog, on social network sites, etc. Summarize what you're up to and why. You don't have to write a book, just several sentences per day or a paragraph or two per week will just do fine. Include regular photos or short videos of your work in your studio or out and about researching or creating your art. People love a good storyline and if yours is compelling, you are guaranteed to attract fans and followers. Also do your best to keep track of individual works of art. Know when they sell, who buys them, how much they pay, and under what circumstances uh, the piece is sold. These records will come in extremely handy for your retrospective. And don't think that you'll never have a retrospective. And don't think that you'll remember all the details of your career if you do. As life becomes increasingly complex and you get further and further away from your earlier work, the only way that you are going to remember what happened is to write it down. And just in case you are interested, good documentation always increases the value of art. And now let's talk about pricing. Many artists hate this topic, but you've got to be pragmatic here. The instant you complete a work of art and place it up for sale, it becomes subject to the laws of the marketplace, just like any other goods or services. You in turn must be able to successfully transition from the creative mode to the objective pricing mode.
As I said before, people like to know that they're getting good value for their money. This means that you've got to price your art competitively. A good rule of thumb, whenever you're not sure how much your art is worth, find another artist with similar accomplishments and similar market basis to yours charge for similar works of art. This is especially true if you're participating in open studio or group show events where ridiculous selling prices can really stand out. I can't tell you how many times I'm at a group show and comparing prices and see a pattern like this. $2,000, $1,800, $2,250, $10,000, $1,750, and so on. $10,000? Are you kidding me? This, what is this price doing here? The art may indeed be worth 10000 but in a group show setting where everything else is priced in the 1500 to 2500 range, the only impression viewers have is sticker shock. The $10,000 piece of art is entirely out of place and all but guaranteed not to sell. The artist should have instead chosen to show a piece in the 1500 to $2,500 range like everyone else. When you can't figure out how to price your art and don't have an extensive resume or only sell sporadically, set yourself a sensible hourly wage, multiply that amount by the number of hours you take to make the art, add the cost of your materials, and let that total be your asking price. Whatever you do, don't pull prices out of thin air and don't price yourself out of the market by comparing yourself to artists who are definitely more established than you are. Be honest about your position in the hierarchy of fame, fortune, and accomplishment and price your work accordingly. What you personally think of your art is irrelevant in terms of how much it's worth on the open market. You may believe that you're as good as Picasso, for example, but that doesn't mean that you ask millions of dollars per piece. If you want to experiment with different price structures, go ahead. This can be a great way to firm up your ideas about what your art is worth. So start high if that's what you want, but as things progress, get outside feedback from collectors and art professionals whenever possible. If you are too high, you'll know soon enough. Eventually, you'll settle on dollar amounts that make sense to both you and potential buyers. Whatever you do, be careful not to get too erratic and change your prices every time you show. Do that and you'll end up confusing everyone, including yourself. Most importantly, be able to justify your prices to anyone who asks. Have reasons and explanations that make sense to people who don't know that much about art and don't get too theoretical or difficult to comprehend. People want to know why you price the way you do. They want to understand and feel like you're getting value for their money. Art prices are hard for many people to make sense out of, and your job is to help them, because when they understand what you are up to, assuming that they like the art that you create, you will make sales. We're going to stop here today because you have a lot to think about. We will return in two weeks when we'll be discussing preparing for your retirement. Next Saturday, Contemporary Art Gallery Online presents an artist speaks. And I know I say this every week, but I really do enjoy these shows and I encourage all of you to take a listen. You can listen to this episode as well as the rest of the Contemporary Art Gallery Online Library at the following locations. iTunes, type in CAG Media. Blog Talk Radio, type in CAGO Media or visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and click on the Media tab. Please note that all shows will post after they have aired. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is always looking for exceptional new artists. If this describes you, visit us online to learn how to submit your work for consideration. Also check out our monthly art competitions, 
And for more information, again, visit us online and click on the Our Competition tab. We've had some excellent participants and some wonderful pieces displayed during these competitions, so I really encourage all of you to take a look. As always, have a wonderful day and keep creating. Bye. You have been listening to The Business of Art, presented by CAG Media, an affiliate of Contemporary Art Gallery Online. You can find The Business of Art radio show, along with the other media programs presented by CAG Media, on our website at www.contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio, and just type in CAG Media. Contemporary Art Gallery is always looking for exceptional new artists. This describes you. Visit us online to learn how to submit your artwork for consideration. If you're interested in purchasing art, please visit us at our website, contemporaryartgalleryonline.com. We'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful afternoon.